give that offering of praise and that hand clap of praise unto the Lord today. Amen. We are excited to see you in the house of the Lord today. Stand with me all over this house if you're able as we reverence the word of God and the reading of the word of God. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise for all of our visitors that are here with us today? So good to see Sister Carolyn back with us today. God bless you, sis. Good to have my cousin, Brother Tommy Carr, back with us again today. He's going to be getting baptized next week. We're looking forward to that service. Amen. We got Brother Jacob Schultz's new lady in his life here with us today. We're so thankful to have you with us, sis. Amen. It's been a while. We got thankful that Brother Micah and Sister Kennedy are back in the house of the Lord. And he even brought Brother Corey and Sister Brandy with him today. Amen. And I'm thankful to have them in the house of the Lord today. Is there, we got Brother Brandon with us today. Praise the Lord, sir. Good to see you back with us. We miss you when you're not here. Am I missing anybody? Let's give everybody else a hand clap of praise today. Who am I missing? Oh, we got Brother Timmy Pender in the house of the Lord today. Somebody get that guy a visitor's card. Praise God. Amen. We're glad to have him and Sister Amanda back with us today, too. Amen. We've had uh, Brother Norman and Sister Wanda been out sick, and we're thankful to have them back today. Amen. We love you all so much, and we miss you when you're not here with us in the house of the Lord. Amen. So we're thankful to have you today. I'm going to bring this great preacher to this podium. Amen. Many times this man has spoken into my life, and uh, he's one of those people. Um, I love Brother Joe McKee, and uh, I, I, I am a little partial because he is my son-in-law, but I will tell you, He's one of those guys that if you spend a little bit of time with him, you're going to leave feeling better than you did when you came. Amen. And I thank God for the life of this man. He loves this precious truth. Amen. And he's looking to help us preserve this precious truth. Could you give the Lord a hand clap of praise as Brother Joe, come, Joe McKee comes to minister the word of the Lord to us today? Praise the Lord, church. Let's just, let's just praise him for a little bit. I don't know about you, but I've been through some stuff this week. I've been through the muck. I've been through the mire. I've been through the hardships and the trials. Anybody been through? Come on. Let's, I thought I was in an apostolic church today. Let's praise. I know we've been touched. I know the spirit of God's moved. Well, let's just praise him for a bit. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, you're worthy, Jesus. I praise you today. You're an almighty, all-knowing, all-seeing God, Jesus. I thank you for your word, Lord. I thank you. There's a sweet spirit in this place tonight, church. A sweet spirit in this place today. If you came with a need, you can leave healed. You can leave delivered. I'm glad to have another opportunity behind the sacred desk today. I'm glad to have another opportunity. This is where I come for rest. Uh, this is where I come to lay my heavy burdens down. This is the place, Brother Timmy, where I come to, to get something from the Lord. How many want something from the Lord today? I want something from the Lord today. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go to Scripture here. Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 36 through 44. There's no place I'd rather be. 
There's people right now getting ready for a Super Bowl party. There's people right now getting ready to get drunk and, and high and, and all, all they can do, the best that they can do to, to receive some happiness today. But how many know we come with a mission from God? I want, I want to get my blessing from God today. This is where I want to be. This is where I want to be today. Matthew 24, verse 36. And it's a familiar portion of Scripture. Verse 36 says, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, know not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that they were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. How many understand that's where we're at today, I feel like? Everyone's doing whatever. They're so busy, Brother David, caught up in their own world. And, and, and they're doing all they know to do, and they don't even look towards God. Verse 39 goes on and says, And they knew not until the flood came and took all of them away. So shall all the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other, other, other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore. For ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that the good men of the house had known in what, uh, in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Let's close our eyes and let's pray to God today. Lord, we love you. We thank you for another opportunity to come into your house today, Jesus. We ask you just to be with us. You're already here, Lord, but Lord, Lord, give us something, Lord, that we can leave from this place and use, Lord, mildly in your name, Lord. We just exalt you. We praise you, Lord. Help me to help me to preach your word with clarity, Lord, and clearness of mind and of speech, Jesus. Lord, help me, O oh God, Lord, to move with anointing and speak when you say speak, Jesus. Lord, you're an on-time God. Lord, touch us today, Lord. Help us to leave change, Lord, by the powering power and the renewing freshness of your Holy Ghost today, Jesus. We just give you thanks and glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated if you're going to preach with me. If not, you can keep standing. You know, I started standing up here at the keyboard. It's funny, you know, you, you do something for so long like Brother um, Jason was talking about the other night about it being in a routine. So many, you'd be surprised how so many people came up and asked me, "Why are you sitting down, or why are you standing up now? Why are you standing up and playing the keyboard?" Well, I just want to mix it up. I mean, ever want to mix it up? I want to mix it up today. I want to, I want to have something different from God today in my life. Um, if I could title this message today, it would be an unseen finish line. An unseen finish line. Right now, we're all running in a race, church, that has an unseen finish line. We talked about this, and we read about this in Scripture, where it says, No man knoweth the hour when the Lord shall come back. No man knows. We, scientists want to, you know, date things back by how they look at the stars and say how old things are, but, and, try to, uh, and try to look into the future and say, you know, this is when the Lord's coming back. And, but no man is going to know when the Lord's coming back. He's going he's gonna to trick, he's not trick some people, but he's going to come when a, uh, the man knoweth not. When, when they seem to think everything's okay and the, and the next day is guaranteed, it's, your next day is not guaranteed in this place. 
Today, we, we need to look into the future and say, Lord, Lord, put me in a place where you want me to be. And let me, let me fill that void in my life. And so, even though the, wor- the word of God says no man knows the hour the Lord will come back, doesn't mean that there isn't a finish line. It doesn't mean there is not. If you can't see it, it doesn't mean that there is no finish line to this thing. Obviously, there is a finish line because the Lord clearly states he's coming back for his church. He's coming back for his church. We may not know the time and the hour and the day, but he's coming back. He's coming back. Some may question, well, well, if he didn't give us a day and a time, is he even truly planning on coming back? Is he truly going to fulfill what he's promised, Brother Jason, and in the word that he's spoken to us? Yes. Let me clear that up for you today. Yes, he's coming back. He's coming back. I, you know, we, we see the things that come on in this world. He's coming back. He's coming back. How many want to be ready for that day when he's coming back? When, he, when Gabriel sounds the horn and, and we hear that trump sound, I want to make heaven my home. I want, my, I want to make sure my family makes heaven my home today. I love the Lord today. And as I read through this passage of Scripture, I can, I can easily relate to the Goodman who was watchful and ready that his house would not be broken into. When I think of a thief breaking in, my mind automatically thinks it's happening at night. You know, every time I, we go to bed, me and Lexi go to bed and Cy go to bed, I always like to lock the doors, make sure every door is locked in the house. And me being, you know, someone who is more of a Republican, I, I like to have guns. So um, I like to be prepared when a thief comes. I like to be prepared when a thief comes, amen. I like protection. The Lord gave us a brain in this place today. We need to protect ourselves at all times. You never know what's going to happen these days. Um, but, but studies shows and research shows that most break-ins happen between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. You may ask, why is that? Why do people break in, Brother Eli, when between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m.? For the most part, it's because no one's home. No one's home. No one's home. No one's there to guard that which is inside of the house, inside of the home. Church, if there is ever a time to be ready for the thief, the time is now. No matter what time of day, I can't get caught lacking. I can't get caught slipping. I can't get caught being lackadaisical. My spiritual man can't get caught being absent when Satan tries to come in and steal my joy or steal my marriage or take, play, take my peace from me. But I've, I've got to be ready and stay ready for, for when the thief comes, for when Satan tries to come and spoil. I've, I've got to stay in the, in, the, in the race that has this unknown, unseen finish line. An unseen finish line, church, we're talking about today. An unseen finish line. How do you win a race? with an unknown finish line, an unseen finish line. I was, to be truthful with you, I was on the keyboard last Sunday, and I was like, man, what am I going to, I was just looking over the congregation. I was like, what, Lord, what do you want me to teach your, your body? What do you want me to preach your body? What does the body really need? And it was almost like I've never heard a voice where it just pierced my soul. And he said, how do you, and I, I questioned myself. I said, how do I finish a race that I can't, uh, uh, a race that has no finish line that's seen. With a, a finish line, how do, I, how do I finish a race where I don't know where the finish line's at? And it was almost like an audible voice that said, you better be ready. You stay running. You stay keeping on. You keep on, as the old timers said, you keep on keeping on. You keep on keeping on. You keep on keeping on. The enemy would love nothing more than to get you to stop serving the Lord today, church. He will put anything and anyone in our way that will cause us to stop 
and pause during the race that we find ourselves in today. Keep the faith, church. Keep the faith. You've got to have faith in this thing. If you're ever going to make it, if the church is ever in it, the church will make it. By all means, the church will make it, but will you make it? Will you make it? We've got to keep the faith. We can't afford to stop. I know it's hard. I know it might be tiresome. You may be weary. You may feel like there's no hope in sight today, church, but we have to keep going. We don't have a choice today. We have to keep going. You may be confused. You may look down the way and you can't see the end, but we must keep on going. We can't stop today. We cannot stop today. In Exodus chapter 1, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. I'm not going to read all that scripture, but in Exodus chapter 1, verse 15 through 22, is a story of the king of Egypt and the children of Israel. And in this story, the chapter starts out of talking about the king of Egypt and at that time became threatened by the children of Israel because of how many there were. They were growing in population, Sister Peg. They were growing in numbers, and they were widening, and they were getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And they were growing in numbers in so much that the Egyptian ruler thought that they might have a good chance of overthrowing them. They thought they were threatened, Brother Mikey, of, of the children of Israel because of how many there were. You know, how many understand their strength in numbers? Their strength in numbers. And so the children of Israel that were growing, and, and, and the king of Egypt was, was getting kind of restless and saying, you know what, fellas, we better do something here. We better put a, a tab on these people. We better, we better uh, understand where we're at here because these people, are, they, they might overthrow us because there's so many of them. And so he made a decision to enslave them with forced hard labor. The Bible refers to this service to the king of Egypt as being rigorous, which is hard labor, which is back-breaking labor. And so they, they threw the children of Israel, Israel into slavery and made them their slaves. And he even goes as far as, as telling the midwives, this is the, the, the king of Egypt, he tells the midwives to, to kill every male that will be born. And, and, and what did they do? What did the midwives do? They refused. They refused the order of, of the king of Egypt. They said, you know what? I can't stop. I can't stop this. I can't stop the growing of the children of Israel. I can't stop the work of God in my life. I understand because I have a fear of God. This nation needs a fear of God today, church. You know what? If you want, you want something to stop, you, you don't want blessing in your life, then stop living for God. It, it's that simple. You know, we, we got to understand we can't stop the will of God. And in some cases, you won't stop the will of God. Some people try to. Some people will try all they can do to get away from God and for so long, you know, when I was a young teenager, I was like, I just, growing up in church, I was like, I just wanted to be a drummer. That's all I wanted to do, Brother, brother Paul. That's all, that's all I wanted to do was just play the drums for God. And I, and I wanted to just sit back in the, in the back of the platform and, and try to just hide, you know, and just play my drums. That's all I wanted to do. But, you know, as, it seems that as far as I kicked the will of God in my life, it just propelled me twice as farther forward. When I finally, finally gave in and finally said, you know what, Lord, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to pause. I'm not going to turn around. I'm not going to look back to my past and, and go back to my comfort zone. But I'm going to, I want to I be different. I want to mix it up. I want to, I want to get something else from you, Lord. There's always a next step for you. If you're a pillar of God in here, you've been in the church for as long as you can think of, there's always a next step for you. There's always a next step. So, the enemy will try to creep in and tell you and I today to stop, but we must keep on going, church, because there's an unseen finish line in front of us. 
He will throw things in our path that cause us to feel like we should quit or take a break or stop and then start back whenever we want to. Listen, church, this is not a part-time thing. This is an all-the-time thing. If you think you can stop and then just get back to where you're at, you're going to have to work twice as hard to get back to where you were before. Let me tell you that today. You're, you, you can't pause. You can't go backwards in God today. We've got we to progress. We've got to move forward in the times that we live in. I'm talking to the ones who feel like they are bound today. The ones that feel like the enemy is trying its best to hold you down and keep you so low in spirit that you can't feel like you, you, you want to even try to take another step. I'm talking to the ones who feel bound. I'm talking to you, saint of God, that, that feels like there's all, all hope is lost. All hope is not lost. How many understand the children of Israel probably thought all hope was lost, but God saved them. God delivered them from the hand of Pharaoh. If we can just somehow take that next step, God will take two steps. Whatever it takes, we must keep going. We must keep the faith. In Hebrews chapter, chapter 12, verse 1 through 4 says, Wherefore, seeing we are com- compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us say, lay aside every weight. And the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be weird and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin." How do I keep going? Someone is, is asking yourself. Someone has been asking themselves the last couple weeks, how do I keep going? How do I keep going? I'm not running this race the way I should run. I, I, I'm losing my endurance. I'm losing my, my art. Let I me mean, understand, you know, you, you watch a race and you, you see from the takeoff they have a position. They have a position. And then they keep form. They have a stride. That's just like the saying of God today. If we don't read our word if we don't pray, if we aren't in communion with God, we're going to lose our stride today. We're going to get, we're going to get lazy. We're going to get lackadaisical. We might have a, have a tear in the back of our leg halfway through the race, and we have to start hobbling, hobbling. But I want, to, I want to finish this race strong today, church. I want to finish strong. We've got to keep, keep on keeping on today, church. Keep on keeping on. And Luke... The book of Luke, chapter 18, verse 1 through 8, is a familiar story of the widow and the judge. The widow and the judge. I'm reminded of the widow who never gave up, but kept insisting that the judge would avenge her of her adversary. The judge who had no fear of God and cared not what man thought finally avenged her because she made him weary by her perseverance. It says that in the book of, of Luke. The widow just kept coming to the judge and kept coming and kept coming, kept pushing, kept persevering and, and had persistence, Brother Jason, and wouldn't give up and, and kept bothering her and kept bothering her. And, and, and he finally gave in to her, Brother Carl. He finally gave in and said, you know what, I'm breaking down, not because of what man thinks, not because of what God thinks, but just because you just kept coming. And not because of anybody because, you know, I, I got to keep coming no matter what. I got to keep coming to the house of God. I, a Facebook Live ain't going to do it for me at home. You know, a video of, of another preacher at another church isn't going to do it for me. I got to be in the house of God today. I got to be persistent. 
I got to show perseverance in this thing. If the church is going to make it, we're going to have perseverance. If the church is going to, if you're going to make it, you're going to have persistence in your walk with God. And say, you know what? Sometimes we got to get to an altar, wherever it is, at your house, in your car, in your shower, wherever you want to do it at. But we got to say, you know what? I'm not leaving until I get an answer from you, Lord. I'm not, get, I'm not leaving. I'm not, I'm not moving. I'm not thinking about anything else until I get an answer from you. We got to be persistent today. Lord, sometimes the Lord wants to know how desperate are you? How, do you, how much does it really mean to you, Eli? How much does it really mean to you? Are you just doing it just to, I need it, Lord, just please give it to me? You know, or are you per- persevering? Are you being persistent? Are you, are you saying, Lord, I got to have this, Lord? I love you so much, and, and, and nothing else will do but you, Jesus. Nothing else will do. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. If we faint not. There's a a big factor at the end of that verse. If we faint not. If we faint not. I don't know what news you might have gotten this week, church. I don't know what the doctor might have told you or what what your bank account shows shows or who who done you wrong. We must persevere in the times that we live. We have got to keep moving forward, church. As long as we stay still spiritually, the enemy has, has us right where he wants us. As long as we can stay idle, the enemy can creep in. The enemy can, can pounce on you and I today if, if we stand still, if we don't keep moving. If we don't keep moving. Me, I, in, my, in my life, I like to shoot a bow. I like shooting a bow. I like going hunting. I haven't gotten anything yet. I haven't killed anything yet. But, you know, I still like to go out there and, and think I'm doing something at least. And so, you know, I like shooting a bow, even in target. Brother Ken, even shooting targets, you know, I like shooting my bow. And I, I know that it's easy to shoot a target when it's standing still. It's more difficult to shoot a target when it's moving today, church. Let me tell you something. The church is on the move. The church is on the move. If you can't get on, then get off. The church is on the move. It's going to go with or without you. The church is going to cross that unseen finish line with or without you today, church. I want to join that number. I want to be called when the roll is called up yonder. I want my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I want to make it. I want to make it. In prayer, I told the Lord last week, I said, if I can't be anything in this world, I want to be something in your world. If I can't be anything in in this world, I want to be something in God's eyes. I want to be something in my Savior, my Creator's eyes, the one who shaped me, the one who molded me, the one who, who, who put me on the potter's wheel, as Brother Jediah was t- saying today. He put me on the potter's wheel and formed me and shaped me. All the cracks and all the, all the mars, he, he put me back on that and, and molded me and shaped me into who I am today. I'm very glad that the Lord can, can shape your future today. Where you are at today is, is, is most likely not where you're going to be at in 15 years. 15, 10, 15, 20 years from now. I don't know about you, but I want to make it hard on Satan today to put the kill out on me. I'm going to do my best to keep moving and keep press, pressing on and, and keep seeking his face. The ones who win this race are going to be the ones who keep running. It's not going to be the ones, you know, who, who sit by the wayside and say, you know, I'll start my race here in a few minutes. I'll start, I'll start when I feel comfortable. I'll start when I, when I have enough water, when I have a water jug. You know, they make those 
backpacks that got the water jug on them. You know, I, I need one of those. No, you don't need everything because everything, you know, the children, the children of Israel thought they needed all the goods. They needed everything. But, but the Lord brought them through wilderness to, for them to appreciate where they came from. Let me tell you something. I, I appreciate where I came from today. I love the Lord. I, I'm so thankful that he brought me out of a mire clay in a, in a pit of sin today. The ones who win the race are the ones that's going to keep on running, church. If you want to be a victor, you'll be the one who says, yeah, I might have messed up. I may have, have gotten some news that I didn't want to hear, but I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep running. I'm going to keep persevering. I'm going to be pers- persistent in this race. I'm going to run with patience. I don't have the choice to give up now. I've come too far to turn around. How many has come too far to turn around? I've given my whole life to this thing, and I, I can't turn around anymore. What does this world have to offer me, Brother Jai? It has nothing. It has nothing to offer me today, church. But God has everything to offer me, Sister Serena. I want to please my God today. I want to cross that unseen finish line. I want to see some of you cross that unseen finish line. I don't have a choice to give up now, Brother Mike. There's people looking at you and me. There's people outside of these four walls that's looking at this church. They may not see us out here in the country, but they'll see us out on there in 31. I love the Lord today. We've got to keep the faith, church. Hebrews 11.1 says, now faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I may not see the finish line ahead today, church, but by faith, I'm getting closer and closer and closer. I know there's got to be a finish line somewhere because the Bible tells me so. The Word of God says there's an unseen finish line. No man knows the hour, nor the day, nor the time, but i got to make that finish line. i got to cross with endurance. i got to cross with perseverance and persistence. i got to make heaven my home today. I may not see it, but I live by faith, Brother David. This world knows nothing about faith. This world knows nothing about faith. If they don't see it, they don't believe it. If you don't feel it, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna understand it. I'll tell you something. You you encounter the Holy Ghost, you're gonna start seeing it in a different way. You're gonna start understanding, you know, there is a finish line. There's there's a deadline I gotta meet. So many people are lost in this world and they and they I've I've worked at multiple jobs in my life. I'm not proud of that, but I've come in contact with a lot of people at, at, in the workplace, and, and they'll say, you know what? I don't believe there is a God. I don't believe. What, what's the purpose of living? What's the purpose of living? You know what? You cross these, you enter into this building, you're going to understand the, 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 the purpose of life. God, God gives new life. He gives newness every day, every day. I'm coming to a close if the, if the music want to come and the, Singers want to come today. I'm coming to a close. If everyone can stand in here. I feel the presence of God in here. Someone, someone may be asking yourself today, can I make it? You can make it, Brother Jason. Is it worth making it? How many interesting? We'll find out on the other side. We'll find out on the other side. 
You know, as I was studying these scriptures this morning, um, the Lord just brought an image to my head. And in high school, you know, I like, I didn't run track and field, but I played football and baseball. And, you know, we had to do the mile run around the track and field. And, um, and I enjoyed that. I liked running. I probably would pass out and die if I tried doing that today. But, um, <clears throat> but I, the Lord put something in my mind, and I could envision myself, you know, and this was just me on a bench, and this might relate to you today, but I can envision myself sitting on a bench off to the side next to, a, next to the track, Brother Mikey, sitting there, you know, sitting there one, one by one watching each runner run past, past me as I'm sitting on this bench. I'm tired and worn out. I'm sweating. I'm exhausted. And yet other runners are still running. Other runners are still going. They're still running. Even though they are tired, as tired as I am, they still are running. They're still going. Round and round and round and round. And me sitting there on that bench, I'm just, I'm just worn out. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. The sun's beating down on me. I'm, 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 I'm down on myself. And, and, and some of us has, have been sitting way too long, for, for far too long. You know, the Lord pressed that on to me this morning when I was reading these scriptures. You've been sitting too long. Time to get up from the break. Time to get up from the break. Time to get up from the pause. Time to get up from the sitting down and the, and the feeling sorry for yourself. Time to get up and start running again. If you're, if you're here today, you can start running again. Put those shoes on, lace them up, and, and, and let's start running again. Let's, let's run towards the unseen finish line. Let's... Let's run to that finish line that the Lord promised us today. We may not see it, but we're living by faith. How many are, we, we, yeah, I talk about running a natural way, but we're running in a spiritual way today. We're running a race that we got to make today. It's time to run again. Time is running out, church. Time is running out for you and I today. Can I ask that person who's troubled in their spirit today to just take one more step? Just take one more step. It may not be a running step, but just take one more step. Just take one more step. One more foot right after the other. I may have things that go on in my life, but I just got to take one more step. I may have trials. I may have situations. I may have heard something from the doctor I didn't want to hear, but I just got to take one more step in faith. I got to finish the course that's set in front of me. Can I encourage the mom who feels that all hope is lost to take one more step to the finish line today? The dad who feels worthless to take one more step today. The man or woman who the doctor gave you some bad news today to take one more step, church. There's things, there's needs in this place today. Every, each and every one of us has a need today. The one who thinks they are too far gone, that they've had too many awful things for the Lord to bless them and save them to take one more step today. A step to an altar of repentance. A step to an altar of sacrifice where the Lord will meet you and I today. All the Lord is asking for us is to take another step, just to keep going, just to keep going. You know, we, I heard a message last week when I was on YouTube and I was listening um, to Brother Mangan preach and he was saying, you know, we keep going. If we keep going and keep going and keep going, the help will come. 
God's help will come in. God's help will come in, and he'll finish the work. If we can't finish it, he'll finish it for us. He'll, he'll find something that, that uplifts us, that encourages us, that, that, that fills that void that we need in our life today. A step to an altar of repentance today. You don't have to leave here a loser. You can leave here a victor today. Some of you feel like you've been losing way too many times. But today, you can be a winner. You can leave these doors. You can win. You can be a winner. You can, you can progress if we just keep the faith and keep going to that unseen finish line today. And one day, we're going to see that finish line. How many are glad that we have a promise today of the finish line in front of us? Thank you, Sean.